Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Doomsday is approaching. Who's going to come out on top? The Runaways or The Pride? Runaways After Show starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV! And now, let the buzz begin! Woo! Escaping yeah. the of the middle classes Who's excited? Runaways, it's Tuesday. And this song is awesome. Yeah. We have an awesome show for you guys today. I'm Oliver Jennings. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. We have a very special guest joining us, but let me introduce my wonderful panel of Runaways. Hey guys, I'm Shay Jones. You can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Hey everyone, I'm Mina, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. Hey guys, I'm Ashley Brinkman. You can find me on Instagram at Ashley underscore Brinkman. And the song is amazing because it is by you, our special yes. guest. Introduce yourself. You don't need. A, you don't even need an introduction. You don't. I'm James Marsters. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Also known as Victor Stein yeah. in Runaways. I'm the biggest douche on the show. <laughs> yes. Before yeah. we jump into that, let's hear like a little bit about your song. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is off of uh, Ghost of the Robots' new album called Parables, as in pair of bulls, uh, <laughs> and it's our fifth album, uh, and I think it's our best one. Um, I've always wanted to be in a band where there's more than one lead singer, and that we all do, oh, nice. uh, we all do uh, harmonies for each other's songs. You know, like you know the Beatles, where you don't know if it's John or Ringo. Mm. Like who is singing? We don't really know. That's and so that's cool. kind of where we're at. Finally, we're working towards that. Oh, it looks like you guys are awesome. having so much fun in like the music video I'm like seeing oh, on screen. God. Uh, yeah, one of us actually got hurt oh. when we were there. Right in that shot right there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he he fell down and he fell down. His head hit, uh, was on a rock. Oh. He was actually he was kind of out on that oh shot. We just decided. Don't hurt yourself. He's okay now. It looks like you guys just kept going though. <laughs> yeah, we didn't realize he was hurt. It's kind of uh, felt oh. guilty. He didn't about either that. until yeah. way later. He's like our lead People's guitarist. People's Buffy's brains are melting right now. I have to add that because it's like all over the chat. Yes. They love you, so yeah. Right on. Yes. They have very good taste. We just want to thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you. The fans in the chat are excited to have you guys. Make sure you're asking questions for James. We'll be happy to ask them for you. Um, and cra- congratulations on season two. Oh my oh, God, I'm yes. so happy. I knew it was happening. How does it feel? It, it is the best experience I have had. Uh, artistically, the best since Buffy. Oh, uh, wow. Like, they are letting me do the most heinously awful things <laughs> on the show. Like, normally, when a character is a lead, you know, like, not a lead, but like a, like a, um, uh, a series regular, they're kind of careful about what they allow the character to do, because they don't want the, the audience to turn off to the mm-hmm. character. But, uh, like, for Spike, he was supposed to die in five episodes, so they let him do heinous stuff. Mm-hmm. And with Victor, he was supposed to die, too. It's the same thing. They let, him, they let me just do the worst things to everybody and then they decide not to kill me 
Well, yeah, so, but I'm in a box. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down to mitochondria, so I'm hoping we get back with I don't, team. yeah, I don't think it's the last time we've seen of you. Like, you're coming I back in some shape or form. We have to. It's James Marsters. You're I want to be, I want to come out of the box like an improved Victor. I want to be like ripped, like Urkel season five. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. How, like, do you think you prefer playing kind of like those not so black and white characters, those gray characters, such as Spike, such as Victor, like because you have so much more, so much more freedom to do what you want? So yeah, I, I think that that's kind of closer to, to reality, really. Because I mean, like, there's there's not really villains in the real world. There's just human beings that are hurting each other for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know. And everybody's got every. I don't know. Even even people who are doing really bad things are human beings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we all try to, you know, when we see someone that we don't like uh, or someone who's really hurting other people, we tend to go, that's a monster. They're nothing like me. And we don't want to admit, actually, they kind of yeah. are. Mm-hmm. So I really like to, I like to play characters that uh, maybe people want to judge. And then I try to, as an actor, try to, try to convince them to stop judging and maybe it's like oh that's a little bit like me mm-hmm. Definitely. there's something strange about Victor I don't know if you guys feel this way too but you kind of want to hate him but you just don't mm-hmm. yeah. like I don't know what it is there's something like you just I mean it's kind of like the Chase character he just wants his mm-hmm. approval so badly and as an audience member you're like I just can't not like you I think on some level I have so much fun when I'm acting you know, and I think that when you watch someone have fun, mm-hmm. it you kind of like to keep watching, even <laughs> if that person is having fun doing horrible things. What has been your most like memorable or fun moment while filming? Is there like a specific scene that you? Oh, man. Uh, maybe using the fistigons. I was I was really proud of dealing with the rat, <laughs> frankly, because we were behind on time and the and the. And the, and the like you know, I'm not used to like picking up a rat. You know, like that's not a normal thing. So, uh, and the rat trainer was like, "Okay, all you got to do is like, don't be afraid. All you got to do is don't pause." <laughs> Were you afraid of the rat? Well, I was afraid it was going to ruin the shot, and just getting the damn thing out of the cage because it's like holding on oh. to the sides of the cage and it's like, get the rat. And and so you just have to be really confident and pick it up and get it out really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I was very proud. I thought that was really great acting because I got the rat out. <laughs> but my favorite, I think my favorite scene uh, was with Chase. Yeah. And it was that scene where I admit that I've got cancer. Mm. And it was, you know, television is really, uh, it's a rush. There's a lot of pressure. You get about two takes, you know, mm-hmm. to get it right. And the money's clicking away real fast. And it was just, so it's kind of a hurricane around you at all times. Everyone thinks that acting, like if you, oh, if you mess it up, you just get another take. Well, yes, but then they fire you, you know? Um, and so. Uh, or they kill you off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They put you in a box. You know? um, Which was the opposite for you. They're like, oh, we can't kill them off. <laughs> but, but there was, it was just a day where uh, Chase and I were, were just there for each other. And we were just kind of each other's rock. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, I, he was really present for my coverage when they weren't, weren't really filming his face and they were filming just me. Wow, he was nice. really there for me and I was really there for him. And we just bonded as, as actors. And just that uh, kind of helps you uh, love each other in a way. Mm-hmm. And that helped the scene. And, awesome. yeah, and I just found out that, 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 that Greg Sulkin, is just, he just brings it. He's just, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, if you're that pretty... 
<laughs> you know, like, you're probably a dick. You know, like, yeah. like, cause the world just comes to you when you're, when you look like that, everything just comes to you. And so the, the chances that you're really grounded kind of are low. Mm-hmm. But with Greg, it's, it's like, I don't know how it happened, but he's just a totally normal, <laughs> cool dude. Like, yeah. like a a happy, you should have him on the surprise. show. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just a really kind and very passionate actor. Oh my gosh, we yeah. need him Aww. on the show. You, you gotta get him. <laughs> I, yeah. Can you call him and let him know that Shay needs him to <laughs> come right to now. the show? Shay, call him right Shay now on the show. Tell Shay he'll remember. Um, you but, want me to call him right now on the show? <laughs> I mean, maybe after. Okay. Um, <laughs> right. But I think for all of us, because I personally, you want, like, I agree with Ashley, you wanted to hate Victor Stein, but you kind of couldn't because you realized there was more going mm-hmm. on. He's not just a complete asshole to be a complete asshole. Yeah. And then watching the scenes with him and Chase and those soft moments, the dad he wanted and the dad you wanted to be from the flashback when you first held him in your hands, it was like, damn good acting. Just mm-hmm. like, I was so heartbreak- heartbroken and yeah. feel and felt so much. Yeah, because I mean, I think that every, everything that, that Victor is doing on the show, he's doing for his son. I mean, he's trying, he's trying to build a world that his son can grow up in. What, Victor is trying to revolutionize energy production and uh, transportation. And he knows that unless we get a handle on those two issues, the world is going to burn. And, and he doesn't really see anyone else trying. So he's cutting a lot of corners. But he's really doing it because his son needs a world to grow up in. And he's willing to kill people to do it. Yeah, something, something that's awesome about the show is that you go in expecting all these characters are going to be a certain way. They're going to have a certain archetype. But over the course of this first season, like we, our viewpoints have changed so much about Victor, changed so much about Leslie, changed a lot about even the Runaways, and also Tina. Tina, absolutely Tina. We thought Tina was had something to do with the death mm-hmm. of Alice and Jean, who were Molly's parents, and we find out she has nothing to do with she had nothing to do with it. She burned her hand in this episode Doomsday. Yeah, um, she didn't have anything after to do the with it. after the news she got from. Leslie. But Leslie knew all along, and, you know, we find out that the parents were killed in an explosion, but Molly survived. And then, did you see the one tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Have we can't talk about that one? just yet. Oh, we can't? No. no. This oh. is... <laughs> Maybe at oh. the very end. Because, like, we were, we were doing, like, a live tweet party for it, <laughs> yeah. and, like, I never read the script for the... Because I'm in a box, so why are we... <laughs> and, like, and I'm trying to tweet, oh. but I'm, like, I'm want, I want to know what's happening. And then I found out... Oh, I can't oh, tell wait. you what I found out, because now I can't So, was it. watching <laughs> the episode for the first time, that was, like first time you knew what was going to happen yeah oh wow so how was that for you because i think for i think at least for me i was cussing a lot like it was a lot of s-bombs popping because i'm just like what is what am i seeing right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like what the fuck yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i have way too many questions we can't even get into it right now i have like way too many theories about the last episode um what were your initial thoughts on uh episode nine doomsday i know you weren't in it but I mean, the standout episode or part in the episode was when Gert totally stood up for the entire team, called out Eiffel, the mean girl. She said, "How about five, you hateful bitch?" So that was awesome. I, it's so I, awesome I seeing. About down to Gert. Gert <laughs> I was just yes. Awesome character. Ariella, we, she's another one that we need in studio because she's killing it as Gert. Yes. She is going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's just effortless. She's just interesting. <laughs> and I just, when, when, when Chase and, and Gert kissed, I was like, "Good job, oh son. Gosh, That's a yes. good choice." Yeah, was, I was proud of my son on that moment. Because I am, a, everybody knows I'm a Chase and Gert shipper, so I was just like, 
Yay! Thank you so much. <laughs> Everyone Ryan. likes Chase a lot better because he chose Kurt, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, that guy's cool to. I was actually kind of shocked at um, how far they take their relationship so yeah. quickly. <laughs> I mean, they're I about mean, to go war with die. their parents. Come on, like, I mean, if, you, if, you're gonna, if it's your last moment, go balls out. Pardon it's the true, pun. It's true. Yeah, like Pardon on Titanic. Pun. Like, <laughs> the Titanic's right. going down, they didn't go do it. Like, they did. <laughs> they did? You don't remember what? the game? I never saw the movie. You remember so. what? You never saw what? Titanic? No, it's like a point of pride for me because everyone else saw it. I'm like, Spoiler, they did it. They did it. There's a handprint <laughs> yeah. and a lot of sweat and pee. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I like that. <laughs> well, I'm still not um, going to see the movie. <laughs> Ivan in the chat wants to know, do you enjoy playing such a big comic book character with Brainiac on Smallville and now Victor Stein on Runaways? Yeah. Um... I like comic books. Uh, they're, they're, they're when they when they work, they're a lot like movies, you know. But at the same time, um, I don't think Brainiac was a whole lot like the Brainiac in the cartoons. Uh, I think in, in a way, on Smallville, Brainiac was exactly the opposite of what he was like in the cartoons. In the cartoons, he's kind of over the top. He's always got this maniacal smile, uh, and he's super powerful. And in the show, I'm just like, hey, man, hey, Clark, what's up, man? you got to forgive yourself. <laughs> Love is the most important answer, Clark. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and actually, I never read Runaways, the comics. Oh, you never read them? No. I, I, I did um, a French television show called Metal Herlant, which was based on uh, the comic book uh, Metal Herlant, which came over here as heavy metal, which was uh, super sick, uh, really dark. It's, it's like... Um, Twilight Zone, but for a new generation, so it was way mm. further that way. Uh, and and they took they took the comic books and made you know half hour shows out of those stories. And I read the comic that that our episode was going to be based on, and I ended up feeling like I was doing an impersonation of a character that had already been played, like like doing doing like a Marlon Brando part, or you know like doing like playing James Dean. Like you just don't want to do that, you know. So. It, I, I, I felt like I was a little bit hamstrung by trying to live up to somebody else's performance, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that to happen again. And I just wanted to kind of trust that the people, you know, uh, Stephanie Savage and Josh, they're they are they know this sh- the, the comic backward and forward, and they cast me for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just trusted that if if I'm going in the wrong direction, they'll pull me in the right direction. But I wanted to kind of be organic in how I was kind of responding to their scripts. Mm-hmm. And the weirdest thing happened. Like, I scared them. I was so Victor Stein. Like, like we were filming the pilot, and um, in the pilot, you know, we, we, uh, we have our first kill, and we put this mm-hmm. uh, teenager in the box, and the light goes off. And, uh, and we don't see if it worked. And so we're all getting coffee, and, like, the, the cast and the, and the producers are... are I kind of bring up the questions like, "Hey guys, what if, um, what if the box doesn't work? Actually, what happens in the next episode? Like, you know, because I'm trying to fix this box. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe we open it up and she's still there. What, what do we do then?" And all the other, uh, all the other pride are like, "Oh no, that's a really tough moral quandary." <laughs> and I just go, "Well, we got to kill her. 
<laughs> we, of course we have to. We already decided to kill her. We're just going to have to strangle her or stab her or mm-hmm. something. But, like, we do have to follow through. And the, the, they were horrified. <laughs> and, and the producers were horrified, too. They're like, you are too much like Victor. Oh, my God. And then dump her into the sea and then eventually yeah. frame the well, kids, I, you yeah, know. You've been doing it for years. I mean, I didn't <laughs> what the difference really was. Why, why stop it now? Why, yeah. like, why, why does one bad, like, stop you from doing other bad things? <laughs> Where do you draw but the then, line? And then I was like, I, I went up to them the very next week and I said, okay, I, I, I think I've got the unrepentant. Like, Victor is the one in the pride that is not second-guessing himself. He's marching straight through an ocean of blood, and he's not going to look back and say, oh, maybe I should have not done that. He's not doing that. The rest of them still are just feeling queasy about it, but he's mm-hmm. just way past that, and I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, we filmed the first episode, and then we, went, we were doing the second. I was like, okay, I got that, and now I want to go for love. <laughs> I feel like when you find the love, you find... The, the the gold in the mountain, uh, artistically, uh, whether it's love denied or what, love anything, uh, and I think that the love that I have is for my son, and and Josh was just like, are you reading ahead? How are you getting the scripts? I went, no, this is just my instinct. He's like, man, I'm glad you're here. Well, that's really cool. It seems like you're really connecting to the character, despite you know his flaws, but like. Like Angel Parker said, there's no villains. There's no... Everyone is has, like, a great component to themselves. You know, we all have good and bad, and it just mixes up into this gray... <laughs> this gray person that you are. Yeah. And so, um, what are your thoughts on kind of seeing the character of Frank and his strange motives? Is he going behind Leslie's back and, you know, trying to... He's trying to, like, join forces with, like, uh, Jonah. So what, what were your thoughts on this whole I know. shady Frank? Everyone was, like, down on Frank, you know? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, we're pretty bad, too. You know, like, <laughs> Frank's just got, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Frank, but... Uh, Frank just wants something to do. He wants, <laughs> he wants to be part of the in He did get fired, so he's trying yeah. to make himself useful. But. This is great, because Kip... Pardue, who plays Frank, is he used to be a lawyer, and he's like whip smart, but he's also mm-hmm. super funny, and he just likes to give people give people shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so like, now we're now everyone's hating on Frank. He's like, <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yeah, but I've been. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I mean, knowing the show, we're going to find out something about Frank that's going to make it oh, more understandable. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was interested because you said you want to find love with your son, but what about Janet? Like, even though that she didn't too. cheat on you, do you still love her? Like, does Victor Sign still love his wife? Oh, yeah. Very much. I, uh, she's awesome. I mean, <laughs> like, she's, she's a genius. Like, she's mm-hmm. a scientific genius. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think that, like, when I was, like, injected with a Jonah juice and I was all high, you know, <laughs> um, I think that that gave me a clarity about understanding that the reason that she had an affair was that I was horrible, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like I, I had a big part in that. And if, mm-hmm. I, if I could stop being horrible, we'd probably have a chance. Yeah. But and then I go insane, so. <laughs> do you think Victor is so horrible because he actually really cares deep down, like, so much? Because um, he, he's mean, but with a purpose. Yeah. I mean, uh... It almost feels like, like it's out it, of frustration. Well, because he expects it, it, more from them or something. The the thing is, is that he's trying to save the world. That he's really <laughs> like Elon Musk. 
You know, he that Elon Musk is really on. He he understands that that this that this civilization is is in trouble, and unless we fix energy production, unless we stop burning fossil fuels, we are gonna burn. Mm-hmm. And fr- and Victor is kind of it, Victor is kind of like Elon Musk, but without a soul, or you know, like just a little more <laughs> ruthless than that. But but like if you, if someone told you that you could save the human race, but to do it, you're gonna have to start killing one person a year forever. Would you do it, or would you say, let the human race die? I wanna go to the I wanna I wanna live with my morals clean. But that's and like let everyone die. Like, which is the more moral choice? To go ahead and corrupt burn. yourself? That's how you to let it burn. That's really? a utilitarian. No, I would no, say that's, kill. A, that's a utilitarian <laughs> question. That's that's seriously. Either way, it's murder. Like, I mean, come on. Stand, I would totally kill one it. person a year <laughs> to save the human race. And that's what what if, what, if each, what if each person? You're not specifying who the people are. What if each person is closely linked to you? Would you kill your own blood, your own oh, family? God, this is the nearest and dearest to you just now. to save But now we're getting more strangers. philosophical about it. Like, but it's I the would. future. Would you care more about the future than your loved ones in the present? I probably would have to. I would... Uh, <laughs> I would probably... I, 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 yeah, because, I mean, like, I think it's less moral to... to, to to prioritize my own moral superior, you know, my mor- own moral clean cleanness above saving the whole race. Like uh, you know, if I have to go down as the biggest villain in the world, so be it. Let other, the, the others live. I mean, in a way, that's very heroic. Well, mm-hmm. in the show, you picked up the fistigons, and so like the world might be ending now. What did you do? But then I was, but he was he was, I was on hashtag. drugs. He was, I was on hashtag Jonah juice. juice. Yeah, I was on. Are Jonah you mad juice. at uh, Janet for shooting you and kind of writing you off for the rest of the season? You know, <laughs> how was that this, hurt? How is the reuniting sure. with <laughs> Ever, who plays Janet? Are you guys cool now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was mean to her. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was going to kill our son. I, you <laughs> That's know, true. There's, there's, there's blame on both sides. We do need Chase. You know. Gert needs Chase, you know. The yeah. We, we all <laughs> yeah. need Chase. So. But I will say something you said about Ever last week, about playing Janet, how she seems weak, but she's so strong. And you, like you mm-hmm. just said earlier, she's a scientific genius. And she, you know, she went off on everybody, on Tina. I could have been Victor Stein, but I decided to be a wife, to be a mother, to manage him. Yeah. I took a different path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then she needed to find solace in Robert in order to get through the abuse from Victor. Yeah. So. Yeah. So she's really strong to be able to get, go through that and to also, you know, care for it, be a good mom to Chase. So do not ever <laughs> underestimate Janet Stein. <laughs> she is just as strong as Victor Stein. Yeah. So I'm so excited to see your journey, the rest of the prize, Janet's journey in the next season, so I'm just so excited. I feel like... I wonder, is do you think Victor will come back in the present, or do you think he's only going to make a comeback mm. in different versions of the past because of the time machine that mm. will be built because well, of the warning from Chase from the future? I know that's a very no, confusing the, way to frame the question. The time machine is not a portal that mm. people can pass through. It's only It only can give you information from Nice. So you can't step into it and go back and see Edgar Allan Poe like on every other TV show <laughs> in the world. It's uh, it only can give you warnings of what might happen. So I I think that Victor is going to come out of that box. But then time can still be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Even if you're not there, 
information is power. Yeah, seeing that yeah. information, you it, you got to take it upon yourself, or at least this is kind of what I'm predicting, in order to change that feature, to change, uh, you know, Chase from, you know, being, like, in jeopardy, and the L.A. being in jeopardy, because we saw it crumbling. So maybe that's really cool. I think that's really cool what Runaways is doing. Instead of actually having to go into the future or going back into the past... I like being able to stay in the present because we're so used to, like, you know, like, Back to the Future and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want any, like, time jumps or anything. Please, no. That doesn't no. make sense, though. <laughs> if, you, if you have a warning from the future, it means that there are multiple versions of reality that are existing. This is but a comic book. Yeah, well, there's a lot. No, no, no. no. I don't mind. We have Earth 1, Earth 2. I don't mean that it's not realistic. I mean, in terms of, like, this universe, like, in terms of what is possible within this realm. In physics, there's, a, there's many theories of about this. Yeah. And one of the theories... They show that, that in Interstellar as well in that movie. Yeah. Can you? Like, even if you know, there it may be impossible to change. Time may run like eddies and currents and it may have its own force. And it's not And you not can change linear. around the edges but you can't really change the big the big course of it. Some phys- physicists say that that's true. Like, you of can change small know. details, you mean? Yeah. But you can't change the big the big events. <coughs> They've already... They're... they're what physics tells us is that ev- that time is actually an illusion, and that it all is already happening. Like past, present, and future are all one thing. Mm-hmm. Like um, they're just constructs that we've created. Yeah, like the time, like time, uh, the time-space continuum, so to speak, is like a loaf of bread, and you slice it up into moments. And our human perception can only perceive one moment at a time, but the loaf is always still there. Mm-hmm. That's actually, uh, if I may infer, if anyone saw Arrival, that's... I was oh. literally just <laughs> thinking of that. Really? It's the same that you can communicate okay. with, yeah. I was yeah. literally just thinking that's that, such Anthony, a that's film. so funny. Have you yeah. seen Arrival? I have not seen it yet, so I need to. No. Same oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, James, they mess with the same exact concept it's there in Arrival. It's, it's a brilliant movie. Spoilers, yeah. kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sorry. But I did love what you said in episode eight about time travel, about time travel isn't about the future it is about the present in that moment and the beautifulness you find in it like seriously it was one of my favorite things and Rindy in the chat he said knowledge is power but absolute power corrupts absolutely and if that statement is not true ask us who our president is (laughs) I had to though we were we were having a conversation (laughs) before the show started about you know our president (laughs) and stuff like politics and all that stuff I I had to add it because it was it was too it was a perfect leadway so thank you Rindy okay I watch I watch Rachel Maddow so that I'm informed <laughs> about what's happening because she can like let me know what's happening. She, she also makes me feel kind of empowered by it and not step down by it. And then I go video game because okay, I did my I did it. I went through that. I, I had enough. I know what's happening at the White House, and now I'm just gonna try not to be depressed. But yeah, I could go on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Like my son <laughs> is spending his year abroad, Aww. right? And one of the countries that he was going to be visiting for his senior year for college was South Korea. And I'm like, okay, dude, go to Mongolia, mm-hmm. go to Russia, <laughs> go to Japan. Don't go to South. Don't go to Seoul right now. Because I'm like, we used to be worried about the madman in North Korea. I'm not worried about that madman right now. That, I'm worried about the madman over here. <laughs> I mean, you know? seriously, he went I anyway. think we can all test. At least I am. I'm mm-hmm. speak for myself. Shay is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have no problem saying it. So. Yeah. Speaking of your son, how is it like? Do you incorporate like your real life, um, you know, experiences into the role of Victor Stein, or or is it? Completely? Yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, like my son is is just slightly older than Chase, so 
I've already gone through that part of my life with another man, mm -hmm. a young man. Uh, and so it feels very natural to me to have a son that age. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that helps a lot. Uh, and my son is awesome. <laughs> how does how is it like? Um, has he said anything? He's like, oh, you're so awesome. You're part of Marvel. Like, what what is his thoughts on you being a part of Marvel? No, now? the only thing that he ever cared about really was <laughs> Dragon Ball. Which is the most horrible oh. film. Like, he was oh a big gosh. Dragon Ball Z fan, right? The anime? You don't like the movie? Yeah. What? Maybe it's the live-action movie. Oh, my God. It's just me, though. I have weird taste. I really don't care. I am proud. Yeah. <laughs> we went, I Get at me. Opening day, uh, we went to the, to the Cineplex, and uh, I was wanting it to be like a full house because I had a three-picture deal with 20th Century Fox, and it was going to make a lot of money, and I'm a Dragon Ball fan, too. Uh, and and I, was, I was denying how bad it was. Like, it's just, you're, you're in complete <laughs> denial. And I'm like, just, Lord, just give us a, three quarters of a house on opening day. Let's just see something. And we walk, and my son, he's, he's about uh, 11 years old at this time, maybe 12, and he's excited. Because uh, his dad is, is Piccolo. Oh. <laughs> and, um, and he runs us in. I've got my daughter with me and my son. And he's running ahead, all excited. And he leads us into the room. And we get into the theater, and it's packed. It smells oh, like B.O. and hot dogs. It's like <laughs> heaven. And it's all like 17-year-olds like and their little brothers. And I'm just like, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> and we sit down, and... and and I, something in my head just goes, this is too good to be true. And I, and I lean over to the 13-year-old to the, the, the next to me, and I go, hey, dude, let me ask you a question. Is this Dragon Ball? And he goes, what? And I go, is this Dragon Ball? He goes, no, man, this is Fast and Furious. Like, <laughs> offended that I would think that he was oh, watching no. Dragon Ball. And I leave my <laughs> kids out, and I'm like, Lord, just give us half a house. Just, and it was just oh, no. total daddy walk of shame because we got into the theater, and including the three of us, there were five people on opening night. Sometimes you have to go over those little hurdles to get to oh, yeah. the goal, you know? That's just life keeping you humble, <laughs> okay. man. Well, yeah. well okay. somebody's like, Bose is like, no live action remake will be worse than Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. That one was pretty bad, so, honestly. Yeah. I mean... The kid could fight, though, I gotta say, man. There was a couple sequences in that. The, the movie was bad, but some of those fights... <laughs> there was one follow shot of the kid doing stunts that was really just amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of your previous work, how is it like? How are the your uh, older fans of your work? How are they like uh, been receiving Runaways, and how have they been responding to it and juggling new fans as well? Yeah, really well, you know, because the the show is also for parents. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just for kids. It's, it's if you've had kids, you know, because like the show is like making me kind of reexamine myself as a parent. Like, how have I cut moral corners? to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to be um, a subversive theater producer in Chicago and Seattle. and We were trying to divest the audience of lies that you get taught uh, when you're a kid, like uh, you could buy yourself identity, uh, old people are boring, violence <laughs> works, women can't fight back, gay people can't be heroes, all of these things that are just lies. And people get uncomfortable when you, when you divest them of that. And uh, as a subversive, it's not like you're trying to make people mad, but when they do get mad, you know it's working. And I was very proud of this. And I was poor, and I was sleeping in the back of the theater, and I was like this rebel artist. And then I had a son, and I realized that he didn't choose to be poor. And I came down, and I joined Hollywood, which is like the epicenter of consumerist culture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and I don't feel that guilty about it. But when my kids look at me, I'm sure they don't see a cool, subversive artist, like at all. <laughs> they see Dad, the TV guy, you know. And so that, you know, <laughs> I think all parents. Um, I stopped trying to change the world when I became a parent, and I started trying to use the rules of the world as they were to benefit my kids. And so I got co-opted by society, and I stopped trying to fight back. And, and that, that kind of makes you kind of feel uncomfortable, you know, and in some ways you start to cut moral corners. I haven't killed anyone, <laughs> you know, so uh, but I think all parents do that. So your family, kill the world and let it burn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, got exactly. the real Get answer the out now, you know? yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that all parents ha- are put in that position, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, like, you start lying to your kids real early. You know? It's Santa Claus. <laughs> Yeah. You lie to them. You want them to have a good Christmas. And then they find out about it at age 10. And they have to forgive you for that. Or you come home and, like, why are you in a bad mood, Dad? What you don't say is, I just got back from the doctor and I might have a melanoma, but we'll find mm. out. You don't, you don't tell them that. Mm-hmm. You don't say, we're behind on the rent. You know? just mm-hmm. want to be honest with you. you know? And so you keep lying to them. And at some point they get old enough to recognize they've been, they've been being lied to for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's a gulf that opens up about 12, 13 years old. And so the show is really, that's a major theme of the show. I mean, it's turned up to 11 on the show, but it's really examining that gulf. And so a lot of, to answer your question, a lot of the people that that grew up on Buffy or or have (laughs) almost Mm -hmm. as old as I am, (laughs) freaking old, um, you know, they have kids and and they can see in some way themselves in the characters of the parents, yeah. Well, it's interesting because if the parents had been a little bit more honest to all the kids, there wouldn't have been the miscommunication, um, and they probably wouldn't have ran away. What do you, what do you, you say? say like, yeah. it's like, what we've do you been, say? Sa- we've been sacrificing kids for like years. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, it's so hard. But now it's just. Too. But now you're That's you're true. left with no kids. Like they're all. I mean, you're in a pod, but right. so <laughs> because but like still, they could have like been saved from that. They join Jonah because Jonah's telling them, like, I'll give you all this mm-hmm. new technology, Victor. Right. You can you can revolutionize. You think you're save the world. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, uh, he asks you to start doing these killings, mm-hmm. and the people that try to get out of it get killed off, and you, you quickly realize that if we try to to rebel against Jonah, mm-hmm. we're next. Yeah. And our kids are going to be killed. So you keep going, you keep going, and then. And then your kids get to be teenagers, and like, what do we tell them? Like, at that point, you're far, oh, you're too far down yeah, the rabbit hole. You're forked, <laughs> as they say on the good, the good, yeah, the good, good place, place. Yeah. good place. They totally yep. forked. Yeah. We we saw it in uh, Doomsday. You know, the, they finally have that big confrontation at the end. I mean, I know you're not there. <laughs> you're <laughs> in a box somewhere. But the oh. the pride, the rest of the pride, and the runaways, they're having the standoff. And they learn about Molly. Learn about Molly. We learn about Carolina's powers. You know, they just got back from the dance that they ditched. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything's coming into fruition. And we see Leslie had no idea that Carolina had these powers herself. So, And, and, the, and the runaways themselves. I mean, like, how do you... They're trying to reconcile the fact that they actually love their parents. Mm-hmm. And they know their parents love them. But their parents are, are stone-cold killers. Mm-hmm. It was such a powerful you, scene. You know, you kind of want the parents and the runaways to reconcile. I'm kind of like, no. Mm-hmm. But the runaways, they're like, uh, had it up to here. They're, they're like, like, we'll fight you if we have to. And we're a family, like, at this point. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, to guys, you've you. fallen. Mm-hmm. They, they see clearly, like, you guys have fallen. I love you, but you have fallen. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you continue to do what you're doing. 
Mm-hmm. Is, is there a, one of the runaways uh, that you connect with personally? Um, well, that's the thing. I've only really shot with with uh, with Greg, with Chase. Uh, I think he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really. Uh, were you, were like, you a Chase growing up? Were you, you were a Chase? No. 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 <laughs> I was a total nerd. Oh. You were a nerd. Yeah. I was, I'll yeah. say Alex, but oh, that accent. No, I was not oh. even as cool as Alex. Like, no way. Like, big, puffy hair. Oh, God. Um, but then, in high school, uh, discovered punk rock. And, so you were and, Nico. Yeah, <laughs> and I became complete yeah. Nico, man. Like, yes. I remember we used to, uh, I grew up in Modesto, California, uh, and uh, it's kind of an agricultural town. It's pretty conservative. And so every Saturday, we would just put on high heels and lipstick and, and, and nice. dresses yeah, and we'd go Rocky see Rocky Horror. Horse. Picture yes. And we just we would just parade down the main street and like, oh, am I making you uncomfortable, baby? I'm <laughs> so it. sorry about that. Yes. That was awesome. And it that led like, to punk rock. Yeah. It seems like the way that you were growing up fits so well with the characters that you've played, Spike. Yeah. And Victor, because <laughs> you kind of go against the grain and you're just like, what? Look at me. Like... In your face. That was a, yeah, like 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 there was a reason they cast me as a <laughs> punk rock vampire. <laughs> like I remember, J- Joss was like, "I want you to be the Sid Vicious of the vampire set." And I was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, dude." I was like, "No, no, no, no." I'll, I'll listen. I'll give you Sid Vicious. And I went, "Girls like me because I've got a nice face and beautiful fakia." I said, "Joss, Sid was an idiot. <laughs> he didn't." He didn't play. He couldn't play the bass. He didn't play on the album. He ruined the tour. He was a moron. What you want is Johnny Rotten. You want Johnny Lydon. And he's like, I don't get just a punk rock. Game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. first of all, congratulations for you know being the 20 year anniversary last year of Buffy, yeah. and you guys got back together. How was that? That was so awesome. Like I'm used to hanging out with those people when we were so tired. Mm. Like we were known as Buffy the Weekends. <laughs> we worked. 12 to 20 hours a day like most wow. TV shows are 12 hours a day and there's a cutoff because you just can't spend you have to pay the crew double it's called golden time after 12 golden hours golden time is amazing yeah and it's good trust right? me it's amazing <laughs> yeah but uh, Joss was able to to work it with the you know with the higher ups that he just got to keep us 12 you know like we started at 4.30 in the morning on Monday and then we worked 12 to 20 hours all through the week so we would get out when the sun came up on Saturday morning and you get to a level of fatigue when you're doing those hours that your short-term memory just goes, and you become kind of a zombie. And we used to play, we used to play a, a game on the show, uh, what did we film this morning? <laughs> Quick, what did we film this morning? And we're like, uh, I don't remember, nothing, I got nothing. And so I'm, I'm, I'm used to these people as kind of quasi-zombies, you know? Uh, and to go back for the reunion when we were all, you know, well rested <laughs> and, um, and not under pressure to actually live up to the scripts you know because that's a lot of when you get a script that, that is that good there's a lot of pressure to actually not ruin it uh, and so if there's no pressure we were all rested and uh, we had a great time it was it was, it was fabulous to, how, you know. how is the comparison of working you know back in the days on a set such as Buffy you, you know fast forward to Hulu Runaways how is the production like different is it easier or is it harder you think I mean you get more sleep probably so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no I mean uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same yeah, okay. you know? yeah. Okay. yeah. The, I mean we shoot digital now mm-hmm. uh, 
it, I mean, it's just a, it's a small difference. It's just like it used to be that that you only had a certain amount of time before the mag ran out. So there was always you had to wait for them to read, to, you know, get the camera back loaded and all this stuff. And with digital, you can just keep rolling, you know, cut, you know, actors reset, don't cut, and that's kind of freeing. But most of the rest of it's pretty much the same. It's just uh, filming television is like this. It's like you have to have fun, but it's not. If you're not having fun, it's not worth watching. So everyone's got to have fun. But there's so much pressure. It's like someone puts a gun to your head. Have fun. Right? <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah. If you can do that, then you can. You know, you have a future in television. But that's kind of what the. You know, that's what mm-hmm. it is. Um, somebody in the chat wants to know how was it like reuniting with Charisma Carpenter on Supernatural, playing husband and wife. So embarrassing. <laughs> I I judged Charisma. I thought that she was like Cordelia. <laughs> I just, I thought, I was, a, I was a punk rocker, and I just thought she was like a cheerleader. She's such a good actor. And I was just like, I'm not going to talk to that woman. Aww. I'm never, and I just avoided her like the plague. <laughs> I would walk away. Whenever I saw her, I'd be like, mm-mm, out. And, and we, were, we, were, we were, you know, backstage on Supernatural, and we were just like talking about our kids. And just, after about an hour, I just went, oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so. I've been judging you all these years. You're an absolute sweetheart. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! I feel so ashamed. You know, she just laughed and she was like, "Yeah, I wonder why you never really." Aww. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So what that your, was humiliating. Yeah. Aww. What do your Buffy and Angel co-stars, you know, think of you? Have they watched Runaways or anything? Are you gonna try to like get them casted on Runaways? <laughs> well, I'm an actor, so I have no power. At all, like I had a friend who whose whose son is in uh, the business and uh, doing very well, and uh, they said, you know, if you ever have a child version of, of Chase, you know, make sure you, we get our name in for our for our son. And I was like, no problem, you know, I'm a television actor. And 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 the truth was, when it came down to it, by the time I found out that there was a child's Chase. Uh, it had already been a cast. They just gave me the script, and we were shooting the next day. And I have no power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're James Marsters. I stand on my tape. I say my lines, and I try to look cool. <laughs> well, you're doing a really good job at Thank it. You. you really are. So we all look up to well, you. We are so excited. When yes. you have 500 people <laughs> trying to make you look cool, you can relax. It's going to be Okay. So, are you really alive? Um, Jasmine wants to know: Are you really alive? Or are you just chilling in the pot? Mike, come on. Okay, my mitochondria <laughs> is alive, and the mitochondria there there are little tiny beasties that live inside the cells and are res- responsible for energy generation. The powerhouse, so actually, yeah. Yeah, the powerhouse of the cell. So it's actually kind of tight writing that they would identify that as the, the that would be the last thing. If you lose that, you got nothing, uh, and that's okay. Um, so I just I, I'm hoping that I come back, you know, uh, reinvigorated. But it's going to take a lot of science. So, yeah, I mean, like, I am, I'm hopeful. <laughs> so you don't know anything about what's going to happen. Jonah is a dick. At all. He is a <laughs> dick, but he's very sneaky. And he, and he gets what he wants, and he said he wants Victor back, so. <laughs> he, well, he kind of has to, even mm-hmm. though no spoilers for, because we have to talk about 10, in, a, in, like, in, in, like, in, like, 10 minutes. Uh, he's losing some skin there so oh, yeah um yeah we need victor back we have yeah. to build him or he we t- need victor's mind 
I mean, yeah. but like Janet could be a smart, so maybe that's where her character can play into a little bit for season oh, two as well. That's very true. But yeah, I yeah, just... but we do need victims. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. No, we do need victims. Badly. But she could, but she could build the new pot that gets you out of yes. it. Jana will do it. Chase will will also do she it as well. She won't replace you. Yeah. I'm not replacing you. I'm just saying, like, she can build it. Well, does anyone else think that Frank will be the sacrifice for Victor? Of course. <laughs> I was thinking that I'm like, Jonah's not your friend, Frank. I, like, I agree. Run. Get out of there. Of Go course. with the kids. No, man. Frank's if you don't abs believe that, are so Frank's pretty, stupid. they're not going to kill him off. <laughs> His abs? Oh, yeah. He's got a great body. Oh, okay. We have not seen those abs yet. So maybe you have. Have he was we? like meditating. He was kind of goes oh, trying to go right. all oh, yeah. right. um, laying down, looking all Brad Pitt. Right. <laughs> Did he fully <laughs> betray Carolina? Is that what happened? Well, he's his saying memory he, was he, wiped. He's saying he he's, he's going to do anything for Carolina. So the question is, what is Jonah telling him he needs to do that's going to protect Carolina? And mm-hmm. his, that so his mind works. So he's kind of being blackmailed mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, without knowing or, it. I think I also think Frank wants a power shift. You know, he's sick of Leslie having all the power. You know, mm-hmm. that's her church, and like Frank doesn't have anything. And now Jonah comes into play, and Le- Leslie's been, you know, no, he's an actor. He has no power. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. I love yeah. it. Come full circle. Come full yeah. exactly. circle. Yeah. Very good. Tight. Yeah. We bring things right around in this room, don't we? Though. Yeah. Oh, should we have? Um, Quick predictions, or I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, do we, you guys want to hear our predictions, or do you predictions just, for Victor? I, I oh, would like to hear Victor's predictions on oh, season two. Yes, yes. Because apparently you've been predicting everything. Like in a perfect world. In a perfect world, what does Victor? What does Victor do for season two? Slightly <laughs> putting on the After spot. Buzz TV <laughs> prediction. <laughs> I think that Victor is going to side with Jonah. Oh, oh. like when he comes out. No. Despite what he almost did to Chase. Okay, cool. You really But do you think he'll be forced gonna... to do that? Is he doing it as like a front? It depends. If 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 he still believes that Jonah is gonna help him save the world, mm-hmm. he is gonna he, he he's not gonna let anything get in that way. So unless so. Victor finds out that he might have he will kill your son, that could shift the Yeah everything. Yeah. If if Chase's life is on the line, definitely. If he finds out that Jonah's been lying and he's not going to be saving the world, then he will turn on Jonah in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Who do you think Jonah is, and what do you think Jonah wants? He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> through and through. He, I, I, <laughs> I think that Jonah is, a, is an alien force. I don't think that he's, he is uh, mm-hmm. born on Earth. Uh, and I think that he, he, has a, he has a huge agenda. Mm-hmm. That's probably knowing the show, born of love. Really? Well, yeah. I think the writing's too good just to make him a mustache, mustache twirling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a one note villain. Once we find out who, what he's fighting for, mm-hmm. we're gonna be like, oh damn it, man! I and I do think the same thing. Yeah. Do you think Jonah and Leslie are truly on the same team? Oh, I think that I, th- I think that Leslie is having second thoughts. <laughs> I, I yeah, agree. we can uh, yeah. we can yeah. attest to that. For yes, sure. we can. Who do you think holds more power? Because it seems like we're trying to be convinced that Jonah holds more power, but I have a, a strange theory that things will shift in Leslie's favor. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like the power of numbers. She hmm. needs everyone on her side. Yeah, because I don't right. think that Jonah's saving the world. No. I think that he's completely lying about that. But it's interesting. Like, why was he trying to destroy it? You know, he asked Carolina. You know, are they just trying to like 
get an escape pod from Maybe Earth. Maybe he knows that humans... <laughs> like, grab Carolina and Leslie, yeah. and we're out. Right? Something like that. Maybe like, he oh. knows what humans are capable of, and humans always destroy things. Well, History we're seeing, has shown. So maybe he I mean, has to destroy humans to protect himself if he truly is an alien. Maybe he knows the future, and like we yeah, get out in space maybe. and blow his planet up. Like, maybe he knows Buzz Aldrin. Who <laughs> <laughs> knows? More likely Britney Spears. So many mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have to wrap up now. Um, but thank you so much, James, for joining us. Yeah, uh, Everyone in the chat is saying how funny you are, by the way. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, wow. they're, they're loving you. They're seriously loving you. Right on. They, they, they want you back. For, we want you back for season two. We Keep, want you back on that couch for season two as well. I think, Absolutely. I think that I will be back if you have me. <laughs> we appreciate it. And guys, uh, we are doing a giveaway, but since you can't find out who wins until 15 minutes from now, he did sign this. So remember, give us a comment, five stars. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's like spoiler spoiler city, right? You just find out everything that's going to happen later yeah. on in the show. Well, I mean, this is volume one. There are five oh, okay. volumes. But this is the full okay. first run. So. This is okay, Amy's so diary. Right that'll just <laughs> ruin the, the show oh, yeah. for anybody who wants to get that prize. Yeah. Never be surprised again. <laughs> so shall we say goodbye? Oh yeah, well, guys. We, yeah, Nico kissed Carolina, or Carolina kissed Nico. Amy is dead. We yeah, we saw. We didn't talk about that, but obviously we had James here. So like, kinda... why are we gonna talk about it when we have James here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we feel we feel why you said it though. <laughs> but thank okay. you. Yes, yes. We will talk about that in our next after show. Yes. But let's say goodbye one last time, y'all. Hey guys, I'm Ashley Brinkman. You can find me at Ashley underscore Brinkman. Hey guys, I'm Mina, and you can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. Hey guys, Shay Jones. You can find me at Real Shay Jones, and of course on Snapchat, Love Shay Butter. Yes, guys, I'm Oliver Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. And James, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at James Masters of, uh, and you can find me on James Masters Official Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. Congrats on season two. We love you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. I love you too. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys soon for episode Bye. 10. Woo. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.